When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where are you, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I once again brought along someone special, Robert Richardson, my father. He's helped me get through lots of losses. He's also encouraged me when uh, Auburn, when I was in college, Auburn had a 20, you know, in 2012, that rough season, many times helped me get through that. And you know what? We got to go to the national championship game the next year. And uh, I don't think we're anywhere like that right now. I don't think so. But it's good to have you on, Dad. Um, how you doing? Glad to be here. It's always glad to be able to spend time with our son and uh, talk a little Auburn football, especially when it's Iron Bowl week. Yeah, Iron Bowl week is fun. Um, uh, we've got to experience a lot of uh, big ones um, in Jordan Hare, but I think the one that really sticks out in my mind, I think one of the most fun ones we went to was uh, the one in 2010, the Camback in Tuscaloosa. We got tickets for it. I don't know how you got them, Dad, but I'm very thankful you did. And we got to go see Cam make that ridiculous comeback and Auburn, you know, make it, you know, complete their perfect season that year. But I want to, you know, just you know, recollect on that. Like, what do you remember from that that fun game uh, in 2010? We had great seats. It was uh, kind of the flip side of what Auburn has experienced the last three games that the comeback game in 2010 in Tuscaloosa was – uh, we got down big time, scored around halftime, and the second half comeback was nothing short of monumental. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was uh, a great memory to spend with you and the family and uh, you know, spurred us on to a national championship. So, yeah, great memories, and uh, we're going to do some more of that in the future. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um. Any kind of like overall thoughts about, you know, this Iron Bowl that we're about to face off? Um, the Iron Bowl is going to be at 2.30, uh, CBS in Jordan-Hare. Kind of any like overall thoughts about this game? Uh, you know, we're on a three-game losing streak. Not not a great way to go into an Iron Bowl. But, you know, if we, we at Jordan-Hare have some magic that could potentially happen. I'm not saying it will, but, you know, magic can happen in Jordan-Hare. What's kind of your thoughts on on Auburn? Sure would love for some of that Jordan Hare Stadium magic to happen again. Auburn has won the three out of the last four at Jordan Hare, and uh, you know, would be great if we could pull out some magic. And I think it's going to take it. Hmm. Um, find a way to finish strong, but some some great memories of of Iron Bowls from Legion Field to uh, Auburn and being at the Cam back in Tuscaloosa was was very very special. 
Yeah. Um, but, you know, remembering back to 2019 when we won the, the <laughs> oh, shootout yeah. 48 to 45. That was awesome. 2017 when we just coming off beating number one Georgia, we're facing number one Alabama. We beat the tide 26 to 14 in 2017. So uh, we will look forward to hopefully uh, keeping that home field streak alive. Yeah. I mean, us winning the last three of the four Iron Bowls in Jordan Hare. And that's, you know, against one of the best head football coaches maybe ever. And that's that's a pretty cool stat there that we, you know, over the last you know handful of years have, have done pretty well in, in Jordan Hare. Um and, and this year we're gonna have to do it without our, our you know starting quarterback, uh your normal starting starting quarterback, uh Bo Nix. Uh TJ Finley's gonna uh be our starting quarterback for this game. Uh, Bama starts out, at least right now when we're recording this, uh as a 19 and a half point favorite. Uh, not a huge shocker. I feel like Bama is usually favored in most games. Um, but I mean, I, I think if anything, Auburn, you know, has a few special plays up their sleeve. I mean, it's like, you know, previous years under Gus, we save a few special plays for these big rivalry type games. Um, and I hope we pull out a few of them execute well and, uh, perform like I know we can. And, and I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe my frustration this year is knowing, we have the capability. We have the talent level to play well, and yet we're just not doing it. Um, and and I think that's been – I feel like, you know, the first few games, first six or so games, we had our issues, but we at least won some of those. And then the last three games have been rough, very rough to watch. Um, but I, I did want to get your thoughts, Dad, on um, kind of the, the key players for uh, Bama – What's kind of your your scouting report? Uh, let's start with Bryce Young, and what do you think of him? Bryce Young, to me, is very impressive now, having gone to a lot of Auburn games this year. I haven't seen a lot of complete Alabama games. Maybe uh, saw a good bit of the LSU game, uh, the A&M game out there, and then Arkansas this past week, watched a good bit of it. Uh, it certainly show that, Bama is beatable, particularly in those those three. But Bryce Young is extremely impressive, especially when he has protection, which his offensive line gives him great protection. He is a cool character back there, mm-hmm. uh, completing 75% of his passes, which is really strong. 38 touchdowns against only three interceptions. And particularly in games they've played in November, he's 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Wow. Which is, uh, he had a very uh, 559 passing yards against Arkansas Hmm. this past Saturday, which I believe set a single game Alabama record. Um, And, uh, you know, while Alabama didn't run the ball great, maybe Arkansas forced Bryce Young into throwing the ball a lot but when he did 559 yards so (laughs) that speaks well of him um you know other than maybe cj stroud at ohio state could be uh the the most impressive quarterback as far as performance this year yeah bryce young has uh been quite impressive um i've seen i think the biggest weakness in my mind of bryce um is when there's pressure on him he when he's rolling around, you know, gets outside of the pocket, 
he seems to be a little bit different of a quarterback. He's got the legs if he needs to run. He's not, I feel like not, that's not usually his tendency. Um, but he's not as accurate when he's rolling out of the pocket, um, which I think most quarterbacks aren't. But I think Bryce Young, you know, he has his issues there. So if you can get Bryce Young uncomfortable like that, um, and you know, say a guy like Eku Leota or a TD Moultrie, you know, gets a good pass rush on Bryce Young. I think that's that's how you can um, maybe force him to make some some passes he might not have uh, otherwise. Got to get pressure on him this week somehow. And uh, our guys showed the last couple of weeks they can make that happen. So uh, we just got to step it up to a to the next level. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Uh, Bama's leading wide receiver is Jameson Williams. Uh, he is a quite impressive 1,218 yards, 13 touchdowns, um, and only on 59 receptions. Uh, I mean, he, he's been a, a guy that's, you know, getting around five completions a, a game and, you know, making work of that, um, doing a great job of uh, getting first downs and touchdowns. Um, and we got to, you know, definitely put a guy on him. Um, I don't know if we end up putting like Roger McCreary on him and just saying, you know, stick with him. Um, but I mean, another threat in, in the wide receiver room for Bama is John Mechie. I mean, uh, he was, you know, he was far down the, the, or not far down. He was, you know, pretty far behind, you know, the waddles of the world. And uh, I mean, you got some, some really, you know, prolific wide receivers that just came out of Bama and now Mechie is kind of, you know, rising in his ranks um up in the wide receiver room for Bama. So they, they definitely have their their wide receiver threats out there. As far as running backs go, uh Brian Robinson, um he's a pretty solid back for them. Uh he's uh got pretty similar numbers to Tank Bigby. Uh 945 yards, 14 touchdowns, doing a pretty good job on the ground. Um and I mean, we, we definitely can't keep our eye I and mean, we've got to keep our eye on him because if we don't contain him, I mean, he's a very capable guy um, and uh, he'll be able to run over you if he needs to. He's a bruiser. He's not as much of a, a speed back as some teams have, but, uh, you know, Brian Robinson averages about five yards a carry, which is strong. That's strong. You can ha- hand it off and um, play that game, which, Bama tends to do in the second half. Um, even more impressive, he has almost seven yards per carry Ooh. in um, in the the games that Alabama's played in November. Man. So against SEC competition, averaging s- seven yards a carry is really strong. Yeah, definitely. And uh, again, like you got to respect him and uh, also the wide receivers, which, I mean, defense is going to have uh, their hands full with this Alabama offense um even though you know I'd say Alabama's offense isn't uh as uh, up to like what I think Alabama fans expected um but I mean they're still putting up points on the scoreboard you know they're they're doing things that they should um it's just I don't think it's in the way Bama is used to to doing it um and hey it's still working for them I mean obviously they're 10 and 1 at this point um they're winning games. Um, now, some of those have been really close, a lot closer, I feel like, this season than most people would have expected. I mean, the loss to Texas A&M, kind of, you know, middle of their season, 
definitely shocked a lot of people. Um, there were games like Alabama at Florida. Only Alabama squeaked that one out by only two points in the second game or third game of their season. Games like that, that, uh, I mean, now looking back on it, you're thinking Florida just you know fired Dan Mullen. That's a completely that, – that just seems crazy to me that Bama – you know, has had some issues. I mean, even, you know, more recently, Bama against LSU, they lost tw- – or Alabama won 20-14. to 14, But LSU had a shot at winning that game. Um, and, and, you know, Bama's kind of just, you know, slowly getting out there, slowly be you know, they're still winning, but they're just barely doing it. They're not doing it in the, you know, I think of a Bama fashion where they you know, beat a team in the SEC like 50-7 to seven or something. Um, it's it's a little bit closer this year, which I think is kind of interesting. Let's pull some Jordan here, Stadium Magic. <laughs> yeah, this is a time to do it. Um, Bama's defense uh, has been, you know, pretty good. It's it's not the best Alabama defense uh, that that I've seen by any means. They've had their issues. The secondary isn't quite up to uh, Nick Saban's standards, but hey, it's you know for the most part kind of doing its job. Um, they have had some issues, uh, but you know, Bama's defense when they when they're going, I mean, they're they're one of the best out there. Um, I also did want to talk about one other kind of storyline I was thinking about. Um, so Tank Bigsby, right now, after having a fantastic game against South Carolina, has 940 yards rushing. Dad, I want to kind of get your thoughts on uh do you think, you know, in this game? He gets to that 1,000 yard mark. I definitely do. He's been, um, Tank Bigsby has been the, the workhorse of our running back core. And um, I think no better time than the Iron Bowl for him to, to shine out like Bo Jackson hmm. used to do. Um, I see a big game from, from him on Saturday, and the offensive line needs to. Make some holes from him, you know. Just looking at Alabama's game against Arkansas last week, Arkansas at times uh, got chunks of yards uh, running the ball. So, uh, especially early in the game. So, I see us needing to do that, get another really strong start, and um, as opposed to the last three games, let's finish. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that should be the key. It, it, if, if there's any one message I hope that they're preaching to the players is finish. Like, I think that's one of the, the things that kind of gets to me is when a team doesn't finish. And the last three games, Auburn doesn't seem like they've finished um, or at least finished well. Um, and and you, can't, you can't do that against a good, good team. You're going to lose most times when you're, you're not doing well in the second half of the game. And Auburn's second half of the game is uh, – over the last three games, not been there, and even you know, even dating back to the you know four games ago against uh, Ole Miss, kind of did the same thing. Uh, kind of slumped off a little bit, actually not just a little bit, a lot. Um, and that's what we get. We get some losses. Um, so I think we got to fix some things there. Coach Arson's philosophy of a one and zero outlook every week, a one game season plays really great into the Iron Bowl because in a rivalry game, both teams have a lot to play for. I think Auburn's got a, a ton to play for, and we've got to 
we got to take advantage and uh, play a play a full game, figure out how to play in the second half. Yeah. Yes, we definitely do. Um, I kind of want to transition into our next little topic about our Auburn's players to watch. Um, let's start out kind of doing the same top, uh, you know, format of doing offense, defense, and special teams players for Auburn. Uh, we'll start out with uh, offensive players. Um, Dad, who's your player that you're going to be watching um, on offense? I think a combination. Um, Tank Bigsby and Jark Rose Hunter and uh, from, a, from the running back, a standpoint, our offensive line needs to be able to protect TJ Finley and give him time to operate because he called him uh, Bodini. But on <laughs> a couple of plays at South Carolina, he he managed to escape some pressure, but uh, he doesn't have quite the wheels that that Bo Nix has. And um, but I, I think the line is going to give a an extra angry. Tank Bigsby some openings to to uh, get a bunch of yards in this game and on the also on the offensive side I'm I'm really watching the the tight ends um, from and his compatriots as well as John Samuel Schinker I think uh, Alabama secondary is is strong but if we can get uh, some eight ten yard completions to to tight ends and have Shed Jackson do his uh, magic that he he's done the last couple of games. He's, he seems to have a real connection with TJ Finley, so I expect good good things from the offense. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping. Uh, I think we had mentioned it earlier. Um, I, I hope the wide receivers. I, I mean, honestly, wide receivers are my my key here. Um, seeing how they they interact with TJ Finley because I think TJ Finley did all right. But I think there's got to be that connection with TJ and the wide receivers um, in this game. Um, and I think Tank, like you mentioned, is going to be playing just ears pinned back, angry. And uh, if he does that, I think Tank could have maybe even a better game this, this week. Um, I mean, Arkansas was able to run. And I think teams have been able to run against this Bama defense a little bit more than maybe years previous uh, for an Alabama defense. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an e2c network booster exclusive communications and bonus content that is available nowhere else if you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one please head on over to patreon.com e2c network to join the e2c network booster club you can also get there by going to our website e2c network.com support 
Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Uh, let's talk about defensive players to watch for Auburn. Uh, who are you going to be watching on defense for Auburn? Again, I think it's a combination of players. To be successful, we've got to both contain the run and especially find ways to put pressure on Bryce Young at quarterback. Um, you know, one of my players that I think is going to shine this week, Ecu uh, Leota, transfer from my dad's alma mater at Northwestern University, not known for tremendous football players, but he's a great pickup for us in the transfer portal. And I think Ecu Leota is going to have a, a great game with some tackles for loss and uh, maybe a couple of sacks combination with Chandler Wooten and Jacoby McLean and Tony Fair and some of the guys in the middle there to, to put some intense pressure uh, and not give Bryce Young so much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the the key here for me is, and I, I said it before, I think Bryce Young is a different quarterback when he's got some pressure on him. If we can put a little pressure on him uh, and consistently do that, uh, I think you got a better chance of, uh, you know, making Bryce Young throw an incompletion or, you know, better yet, an interception. Uh, and how cool would it be if, you know, Auburn's able to get an interception or two on uh, Bryce Young in this game and, you know, change momentum, get get everybody excited and uh, motivated to, to win this game. Uh, the player I'm going to be watching is uh, Zacoby McClain. I, I think he's going to be a key one. Um, anytime Brian Robertson's running the ball, I want to see where Zacoby is is meeting him at. Is it going to be, you know, Zacoby's reading him well and hitting him in the backfield? Um, and if so, I think we have a really good shot because that makes Alabama's uh, have to rely a lot on the pass game and uh, instead of running the ball. Um, so I think that would be a key for me, um, kind of honorable mention. I think defensive backs are kind of an unspoken. There's, uh, there's a, a lot of talented wide receivers for Bama that we need to stop. So, um, I think that that'll be kind of where, I, where I'm thinking, um, let's, uh, talk about special teams. Who's your player to watch on special teams, special teams. Although I do not wish for us to punt very many times uh, my player to watch is oscar chapman yeah um, he was somewhat average this last week at, at south carolina on limited opportunities to punt but uh, he's got to help us flip the field um, if we're going to win this game we've got to keep the score somewhat low and flipping field position by the punter is is huge and as always alabama's got very talented punt returners and uh, he's got to kick it where they have limited opportunities to to uh, run the ball back. A lot of a lot of fair catches. Right. I I would absolutely love that. And I mean, just knowing where this Auburn's offense is at, I think we're going to punt a handful of times, and uh, those those are going to be key uh, for Oscar Chapman to you know, just boom it long and we're uh, pin them inside the five yard line, for example. I, I think that'll be key. Um, I'm going to be watching Jarquez Hunter. Uh, last week, 
I mentioned it on our last podcast. Dark West had a couple big tackles on kickoff returns, uh, but he's also you know kind of been the guy that takes the kickoffs and returns them, um, and, and he's done pretty well with those. He's hitting the holes. He's you know finding the seam. Uh, it's just a matter of you know breaking one more tackle, and uh, you know he could be off for the races. Um, he's that type of guy, and we've seen it. Uh, what did he earlier this year? I think he get, he set a rushing record for the longest touchdown run in Auburn history. He's got that top end speed. Um, so we know, you know, give him a little bit of seam and he's gone. So, uh, hope he can, uh, you know, maybe pull out one of those, uh, in this game. I All like right. It. You know, successful iron bowls are always predicated on, uh, the pick sixes, kick <laughs> sixes, uh, and uh, kick returns are a big part of that too. So let's do it. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our score predictions. Um, preseason, Jared uh, had predicted Bama uh, wins by three points. Um, I predicted Bama would win by 10 points. Coming into this game with your backup quarterback, don't have your uh, starting kicker, and maybe. Maybe at this point we know if Kobe is coming back, but I think we just got some deficiencies on offense um, that I I think we can overcome some of it, but I still don't think we come out with a win on this one, um, unfortunately. And uh, I'm going to predict us losing. uh, The line right now is about 19 and a half points Bama's way, but I I think it's it's probably going to be like 17 points. I think it's a multi-score um, Bama comes out and wins this. It would be nice if it was less, but honestly, I think 17 points is kind of where I'm heading. What's kind of your thought on uh, what how this game kind of plays out and the score um, at the end of this? Sure. I mean, we've got certainly opportunities here with uh, if we play better red zone defense than we did in the last game and hold Bama to field goals instead of touchdowns, cover the running backs better. Um, and are able to stop the run like Arkansas did against them, like uh, LSU managed to do as well, uh, get pressure on their quarterback, Bryce Young. I think we've got an opportunity to uh, continue some Jordan hair magic. Yeah. Okay, that's the Homer side of me. The, <laughs> the, uh, the realistic side comes in that uh, I think Alabama's defense is better than then the credit they're getting Georgia certainly overshadows them from a defensive standpoint or getting all the press, but um, Alabama's got a top 10 defense uh, yet. And until we can show we can uh, um, do more than start a game fast and get a 28 to three lead or a 14 and 0 lead to, and then uh, have the offense disappear. Um, I've got to be realistic in this one. The line is around 20, and uh, right now uh, my prediction would be something like 38 to 17, something like that, uh, Keep keeping it close at the half. And if the magic's going to happen, it's got to happen in the second half. And, um, you know, if we have a fifth straight game where we the offense d- disappears in the second half, um, you know, it's it's going to be a – a tough ending for the, for the home team. But uh, I have seen the Jordan Hare stadium magic and until corrected, 
Uh, Auburn has won three out of the last four Iron Bowls at Auburn, and I will uh, pray towards another one for <laughs> Eagle. Yeah, I, I think it's going to need some extra prayers and hoping that we we somehow you know, have something up our sleeves here. Um, it is good. I mean, in my in my view, you know, allowing TJ to build that you know chemistry with the wide receivers, I think, will help a lot when it comes to uh, playing against Bama. It's an extra, you know, some extra sets with uh, his wide receivers in a live game. Um, and, and if we can come out and you know put some points on the scoreboard, I think it could be anybody's game. I just uh, kind of fear that our offense. We'll have some issues, and uh, if we can overcome those, I mean, yeah, we got a shot. All right, let's well, jump it, over. Any other thoughts? Yeah, real, real quick. I, you know, I think this Iron Bowl is going to be extremely special for our family, and that all of our immediate family, including uh, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, uh, including your bride, who I believe will be attending her first iron bowl in person is that right yeah yeah she's never been she's been a lifelong auburn fan but never been to an iron bowl she's been to plenty of other games she's even been to the deep south's oldest rivalry against georgia a few times but never been to an iron bowl and uh i'm i was really excited that uh, we were able to get some tickets and uh can go to the iron bowl um and i did want to shout out my wife uh, I was asking her, or she was asking, asking me, so what do you think about the game? Do you think we'll, we'll win it next week? And I was like, honestly, like, no, I really don't. But my wife, uh, she she was like, I'm packing a roll of toilet paper. We're going to roll yes. in the corner. <laughs> I was like, I love this. Like, I like I, that positive attitude. Yeah. When I'm, I'm usually more optimist, she was just like, I, I think we can do it. And I love that. So, hey, let's, let's, let's not – have her bring her toilet paper for no reason. Let's let's get this win. Uh, let's finish out with an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. Um, it's kind of where we put on our orange and blue sunglasses. So, Dad, put those on right now. Uh, if we they weren't already because you know we're Auburn fans, we're homers. Um, but what 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 kind of things did you necessarily see around the SEC this week? Um, There's some for me. One of the things that stood out was uh, Missouri versus Florida. Missouri beat Florida 24 to 23 in overtime, and then consequently the next day, Dan Mullen gets fired, and uh, that's that's huge. I mean, I, I I personally had this. I mean, I saw this like probably six seven games ago, but man, Dan Mullen. Like, how do you feel about that? That you know, Dan Mullen goes down to Florida makes Florida complete trash down there and then leaves. He had <laughs> a fine. decent record at Florida up until the last couple of years, including a, a recent appearance in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the last couple of years, the trajectory of Florida football, both from recruiting and on the field and some of the antics he has pulled as a head coach, of uh, the trajectory has been down. Yeah. And uh, interestingly, uh, I think Missouri's head coach, you had mentioned it to me, had uh, had an interesting ending to his press conference. Why don't you tell us about that? <laughs> okay, so I don't know if y'all remember last year, Dan Mullen uh, dressed up as Darth Vader. Um, it was it, it was know, Halloween, right? Yeah, it was Halloween. He they were playing Missouri, 
he dressed up in his press conference, answered some questions as Darth Vader, had a lightsaber and all. Um, and then Eli Drinkwitz didn't forget about this, of course. Um, he he this week after beating Florida at the very end of his press conference, he has a hoodie. He like puts it over, looks like a Sith Lord, and then pulls out a lightsaber and said, "May the Force be with you." Literally walks off the stage, and I loved every second of that. Um, I mean, hey, if you're gonna dish it out, like I I I love that Eli kind of dished it back at him a little bit. Um, so I just thought that was a little cool thing that the SE, you know, happened in, even though <laughs> I think the bigger storyline is obviously Dan Mullen getting fired, but yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I hate uh, to say it, you know, he, Dan Mullen might've been wise to stay at Mississippi state where he was having great success at yeah. that level. And, but, um, I think he got a little full of himself maybe somewhere along the way and, and, uh, that spells trouble. Right. And, and I honestly think Dan Mullen is a good coach. I mean, to get Mississippi State when he was coaching there up to where he got them, uh, you're talking about Mississippi State here, like who's never won a national championship. And he put them in contention while he was there. I think, you know, from a coaching standpoint, I think he has the capability to do it. I think the biggest thing with me was Dan Mullen wasn't the best fit for Florida. And it became very, very evident that it just wasn't good for him. Like, I think you put him at another, you know, maybe another, you know, big conference school. I think he could have some success because he's, he's a good coach, but can he uh, keep the team together? Because it seemed like Florida's had some issues just off the field and on the field. And uh, that, I think that all kind of boils back to, you know, your coach um, and how you kind of lead your team. Um, the pirate coach who's at Mississippi State now came from Washington State. Washington State's got an opening now, so maybe Mullen goes there and <laughs> can pull some antics out in uh, rural East Washington. Hey, that would be very interesting. You know, kind of flip the tables, you know, like completely different, like recruiting up there. You know, your recruiting pool is way different than it is in the SEC. But hey, yeah, maybe, maybe that would be kind of interesting to see. My guess is his paycheck will be quite inflated with his buyout from Florida for a while. Eh, that's probably he won't true. have to work. Yeah, he won't have to go to a huge school, at least for the first few years. Um, and I don't think a, a big school is kind of going after Dan Mullen, at least at this point. Um, let's also talk about a couple more games. There, I mean, this week was honestly not that great for games. Um, I think everybody's kind of leading up to you know the last week, you know, rivalry week, so they kind of schedule a lot of them. You know, the Charleston Southerns, the Prairie Value, the Tennessee States, the New Mexico State, and they weren't that great of games, to be honest. I mean, that is just kind of like it was a meh day. Besides, you know, the Missouri and Florida game we just, just discussed, Bama beating Arkansas, I thought that was a pretty decent game. Um, they beat them only by a touchdown. Arkansas, I mean, from what I was watching, they were super physical which, I mean, that's kind of been their M.O. this whole season. They want to be physical. And uh, they showed up and played hard against Bama. They were not scared of Bama. And uh, that that's kind of cool to see from an Arkansas team that, you know, even a few years ago I would have said, yeah, that game's going to be 70 to nothing. <laughs> if that was a couple years ago. It just – That, that, game, that, was that game was closer than most people thought. 
Right. Uh, even LSU's game against uh, Louisiana Directional School, LSU only won 27 to 14. Yeah. So uh, South Alabama scored early against Tennessee, and Tennessee ended up blowing them out yeah. at the end. But uh, you can't overlook any of these uh, any of these schools you play. Auburn should know. Oh, yeah. Auburn should definitely know. Um, and then really the only other one that I was kind of looking at, I mean, if you could say Ole Miss versus Vandy, hey, Vandy put up 17 points. I mean, I don't know if that's much of a storyline. Ole Miss was held to 31 points. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was about it. That was about it for the day uh, this last week. Great games on the slate this week. Yeah. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and the Egg Bowl, Texas A&M, LSU is a rivalry. Clemson, South Carolina, and topping it all off is the Iron Bowl, which will be exciting. Yeah, definitely. There, there will definitely be some fun games this upcoming week. Um, so I'm, I, I'm going to be going to the game, but I'm going to be recording all of them and uh, probably coming back to watch some of these games um, and definitely keeping up with them even when I'm uh, at Auburn. Um, so it'll be exciting and. Uh, Definitely looking forward to going down to Auburn, spending some time with family. And, uh, hey, if we somehow come out with this win, I, man, I will go buy a ton more toilet paper and let my wife throw all of it because that would be awesome. (laughs) We will be celebrating and we will enjoy it no matter what. Yeah, definitely. All righty. Any other kind of final thoughts about uh, heading into Iron Bowl? Let's do it. I just – you know, it's going to take some uh, Jordan Hare Stadium magic and uh, a pick six or a kick return or uh, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to going to take a lot of prayer to make this one happen. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's why they that's why they play the games, and uh, you know, glad it's a home game. And uh, let's find a way to do as Coach Harson says and finish strong. That's right. And uh, we need to put those words into action um, in this last week um, before we go into you know a bowl. All right. Um, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me under my name at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, <laughs> uh, all of those. My dad is on TikTok. Marco, Pol- Marco Polo. <laughs> nice to have kids rope in to being on all these things that I don't yeah. quite know how to operate but hey <laughs> it's fun it is fun it is fun um, and you can find me on twitter at A-J-A-Y J-A-Y underscore it's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.